Hey, all right, we're up back on the St. Paul Filmcast, and today we have Preston Gunderson with us. Um, he's going to talk about one of his favorite movies, um, but he also has a book out right now. So, Preston, hi, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. good. Um, I would. I, would I always do this when you are a guest because right now it's about 18 degrees Fahrenheit here in Minnesota. What's the temperature over there? In uh, in Mesa, Arizona, it is bum, 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 sixty one degrees. Oh my God! Just hearing that about that that makes me feel great. <laughs> right? All right. Good. All right. Um, and what's that? For anybody looking, this is the forecast for the next week. Oh, it's getting even better. Oh, that's insane. yeah. That looks yes. nice. So yeah, it's gonna be great. All right. Uh, why don't you tell everybody before we get started about your favorite movie or the, the movie that you picked? Uh, you have a book available out. Why don't you tell everybody and the listeners about your new book? Okay, so my favorite movie of all time is Better Off Dead. Yes. John Cusack, High School, Beth, the the paper boy wants his two dollars. I know it's cliche, and I know people have seen it like a thousand times. I could watch that movie all day long yeah. and never get. Yeah. And then what? And then the book that you have out now. The book I have out now for for those who follow me on social media. Every Friday morning, I put out a set of what's called Friday thoughts, the yeah. Preston's Friday thoughts, and they're just random, like questions that some person would ask if they're <laughs> wake up in the middle of the night. And you think, uh, why is peanut butter called peanut butter, or why is? <laughs> I put four Friday thoughts out every Friday. I've been doing this for about three years now. Yep. And they're just random questions that you have. I was able to put my first year of Friday Thoughts into a book. So they're called Preston's Friday Thoughts. It's available on Amazon. Um, you can get it on Kindle. If you're a Prime member, you can read it for free. You can download it on your, your Kindle app for uh, two ninety nine, Or you can buy the actual paperback book, which has a couple of things in there for uh, nine ninety nine. So uh, it's available on Amazon, and when you started your Friday Thoughts, did you think about doing a book first, or it just came afterwards? Oh, yeah. This is just me being funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, try, trying to be a comedian for a couple years. <laughs> you're right, yeah. you wake up, and you're, you're try, just trying to get people involved in, in your comedy. And then th this is actually something that I didn't even plan. It just kind of took off. Yeah. I started the, these thoughts, and then one week I didn't put them up, and then I got all this like, "Hey, where are your thoughts? Where, where, where's your where's your Friday stuff?" And I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, okay." <laughs> then it, it, it started. It took, kind of took a life of its own. So every every Friday, depending upon on the Friday when people book, yep. I get anywhere from twenty to fifty likes, depending upon when they see it, and that might not sound like a lot. But there, there's. I have a, I have a diehard group of, of people who listen and read my my Friday thoughts every week. So how long did it take to kind of compile them together? Did you figure out like an order, or you just went chronicle, or how did you uh, organize it? Well, somebody somebody had mentioned the book, and I kind of you know I kind of pooed it like oh yeah you know if, if they want to read it they can just go online right yeah but then you know, if if the world ended if if, if <laughs> If social media ended tomorrow, how would you chronicle everything you've ever done? How would you? How would people know that you were there? Yeah, that's nice. That's what, 
that's what kind of made me go for the book. How long did it take to um, to get it out there? Did it take a couple months to find a publisher and all that stuff? Well, not just not just that. It took it took a couple months to actually put it together. Okay. For, for, those, for those who are who are not authors, and and trust me, that's that's a that's a it's a stretch to call me an author at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it it was a lot of work because you you can put all your thoughts together and then you format it and then you you have to reach out to other people who've written books. Okay. And there are some who are very who are very understanding, and there are some who are who are just not helpful at all. So try and reach out to people who who've actually done this before and, and would like to help. Um, I didn't know anything about formatting. I didn't know anything about getting it out there. I didn't know anything about um, just just putting it together. Right. So I reached out. To, there's a a girl called um, Rachel Leone, and she has she's a, she's a, an author of, of two romance novels, and she's making a third right now. And she was um, instrumental in, in helping me get this together. So Amazon will actually um, help you put your book together. Um, Kendall Publishing, kdp.amazon.com, will help you put it all together. And, and that's, a, that's a portion of it. But you still yeah. have to get your, your thoughts together. You have to format it. You have to put it in, in the sequence. And getting it all ready and you think oh hey i did this and then you you submit it and it comes back and everything is wrong (laughs) (laughs) right sentence where the the new page begins and you're like wait and then you're then you really have to crunch down and you've got to figure out a font you've got to figure out what what do people read what's what's good to the eye there's a lot of work that went into doing this and i it's just a boy it's just a comedy book it's just my my thoughts oh yeah yeah. Um, did you? So I, you did a little bit of editing. Some of them made the book, made the cut. Some of them didn't. Did something like that? Absolutely. Um, some I, I kind of uh, gave it to some some close friends and family, and I, I printed off um, 180. And I said, "Okay, here you go. You've got some homework. I need you to take this highlighter and you to get you know highlight the ones that you you know, love, and then actually X out the ones you hate." They, they gave me feedback, and it's great to get feedback, you know, initially when you're doing that. Right. Because some that I liked, <laughs> some I thought were funny, and it, it, uh, no, we don't like that one. We don't really? like this one. Really? So this. some of them some of them that you really enjoyed, and then you're, there, there's some of them, eh, come on. Right. <laughs> well, at least they're a little bit off. It does. Yeah, it does, yeah. It does kind of surprise you sometimes that you think something's going to really work. And it doesn't, but something you think, ah, eh, that I'll throw it out there, but then it works really well. Sometimes that happens, doesn't it? Totally, totally surprises <laughs> me. <laughs> um, are you going to be Are you going to be selling some of your copies during your shows, or you'd have to strictly look at Amazon to get that copy? Um, as of right now, you need to go to Amazon for that copy. Okay. Um, I haven't done a comedy show, and I'm 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 sorry. It's, it's been about eight months. Since I actually got up on the mic, I've been trying to get not only this book written, but um, I, I work for the post office. Yeah. So I've been trying to, to pay the bills and, and get everything ready, and it's just uh, it's been tough. Life's just been a little little bit ragged lately. So 
You picked a right With time. That, to, uh, yeah, you picked the right time to work at the post office, November and December. Grief. <laughs> yeah, I've worked in the post office for a year. I'm a, I'm a rural carrier. Okay. Here in Arizona, and I will tell you, I've I've lost 38 pounds. What? Yeah, for real. For, from since we spoke last on the Nick and Vince podcast, as we yeah. spoke, I've lost 38 pounds. Holy smokes! Did you have to change your whole wardrobe? Well, I, I yeah, I had to buy new pants and the, the shirts <laughs> that, that, that fit me are loose on me now. The, the the Vikings cap I'm wearing, I have had to adjust because yeah. what, I, what I didn't know, and I, I and I'm telling anybody this, anybody who's listening, it hurts to lose weight. <laughs> God, it hurts. They don't tell you that. Any <laughs> diet commercial you see, you're like, oh, it's so easy. No, it, it's painful. God, <laughs> it hurts to lose almost 40 pounds. That hurts. God, wait. And then I lost, I lost, you lose weight in the areas that you never thought you'd lose weight. <laughs> my shoes fit loose. My shoes are loose. I'm like, do you, and I had to ask my wife, do you lose weight in your feet? She's like, yeah, on the top of your foot will lose weight because you, you walk on the bottom, so therefore yeah. any fat flex is the top of your foot. So when you lose weight, you lose you lose mass on the top. <laughs> I didn't know that. The towing didn't have, had no idea. <laughs> so uh, do we look for any more coming of books? Is there going to be a sequel? Are you going to continue to kick out your Friday thoughts? Or this is kind of like encapsulating it? No, this is and, and this is what's amazing. My Friday thoughts is 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 liquid. It's fluid. It, it, it comes out every week, and every week I'm, I'm two weeks ahead on the thought process at, at this point. All right. Um, and it, it's just you know I, I hear people talk in the grocery store. I hear people just say things, and it just triggers something in my head. And it's it's and it it almost you know um, if you want to self diagnose right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hmm, that's weird. Why somebody says this and that's what I think of? Yeah. Anyway, those are my Friday thoughts. And uh, volume two, I'm working on right now. Nice. Now, now the one that's out now, <laughs> you can be your own worst critic of your own work. Um, with your book coming out, and I, I'm going to tell you this as your friend that you'll there. There are things you're going to love about it. It's going to be your first novel, your first workout. You're like, this is great. But there's things I would do differently, and for volume two, there's going to be things I would do differently. Sure. Um, yeah. For for the, for the first book out, it's straight out of the gate, and I'm I'm very happy. I'm very proud of it right now. But volume two is going to be a little more um, a little more showy because because I didn't know what I was doing when I put the first book out. I have no idea what I'm doing, but much like you know my life. But anyway. <laughs> Um, well, at least you got it out. I mean, that's the more. I think the most well, crucial thing is to get it out there. And I've I'm, I've got some great friends who purchased my book. Um, my family has not purchased my book yet. Just, just want to throw that out there in case they want to listen. My brother has it. My dad has it. My cousins have it. <laughs> my, my aunts in Minnesota haven't. Oh, really? And, oh, yeah. Oh man. Well. I'm here in Minnesota. You just give me the address and slip it under the door. I've got an I've got an aunt in Hutchinson. I've got an aunt in Shakopee. I've got an aunt uh, north of you in Twin Cities. I've got uh, an uncle in um, Fargo, Moorhead. Yeah, yeah. I just you know they're all over that state. I know all those locations. You just I'll slip them under the door. You just let me know. 
So, uh, the movie is directed by Savage Steve Holland. That's his real name, starring John uh, Cusack. And this is actually, his sister's not in it, right? His sister's <laughs> not in this one. Not as far as I can tell at all. I, I, all the times you, you look for Joan, she's not in it. <laughs> and now he's just, he's just crazy on Twitter. Have you followed John Cusack on Twitter? It's too because I was a fan of his work, but I'm really not a fan of the of the act of the. Of, and I don't want to get political or anything. I'm just saying, I, I'm just not a fan of of his thought process currently. Yeah, he's just like every. He's almost on there like every five seconds. Well, he's so mad. What are I you know. so mad about? Jesus. I know. You Great. think. Live in Chicago. What's the matter? I know Jesus. the Cubs won the World Series, buddy. Man, enjoy it. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, this also kind of has a little bit of I, I don't know. There's a lot of people from Fast Times at Ridgemont High who are in this movie. Also, did you notice? I did. I did. And I also I also people people always think that it was a John Hughes movie, but it wasn't. Yeah, that's the other thing I was reading about people. And there's really, I don't know why they think they're, well, first of all, John Hughes is in Chicago. This is actually in Los Angeles, right? I don't know how you can get that. Well, and that's funny because when I when I put up a, um, man, I put up a, I put up a meme last year and the ski resort, it's actually Mount Brody okay. in California where they filmed, where, where the K-12 is, wink, wink. Yeah. They started following me back on Twitter or on Instagram because I put up some some Better Off Dead meme. So Mount Brody in California is where the mountain was, and that's where they filmed half the half the scenes. Um, obviously, in the movie, John Cusack um, has this weird obsession with his girlfriend. Uh, I don't know. Do you? Uh, did you? Litter your girl, your picture of your girlfriend in your bedroom like the way he does in the movie. <laughs> oh, God. Well, well, for one, I never had that much money to put <laughs> pictures on my hangers like that. Never could, yeah. It's right, like, the hangers, right, yeah. Um, and actually, his girl. I was a typical teenager, you know, pre internet kids. So listen up. We actually had. Pictures of cars, like exotic, like Lamborghinis and like swimsuit models, and you know different things on the wall. Yeah. Um, back before you could look it up on your phone, because the phone back then was something that was attached to the wall, and when it rang, you could choose to answer it or not. <laughs> right on the wall. This is yeah. <laughs> right. Um, this also starts uh, stars Curtis Armstrong, uh, Revenge of the Nerds, and uh, Risky Business. Love that. Yeah. He's playing Van Wilder. He plays a voice on um, American Dad as not uh, his uh, his son's uh, best friend. Yeah, Curtis has actually had a pretty good career doing voiceover work, and I'm, I'm really happy that uh, when actors come out of the limelight like that, yeah, I'm yeah. they work in 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 areas. Whether or not you see them is is something else, but. A lot of people thought that Mark Hamill just stopped working after Star Wars, but he's actually had a lucrative career doing voiceover work for comics and, and video games and things like that before Star Wars got rebooted. Um, it's very interesting if you watch his parents are actually very famous people. Uh, Kim Darby, who played Maddie in, I think it was uh, the Rooster Claghorn movie. Uh, I can't get it into my head yet. And then David 
Ogan Steers, who was on MASH. MASH, with that New, New England accent. But then you hear his real accent in the movie. <laughs> right. Oh, yes. She played, um, uh, the mom, Kim Darby, played Maddie in True Grit. Uh, True Grit. Who has horrible cooking in the movie. I don't know what they, she is serving in, in the movie. I'm sure the prop guys had a blast trying things. <laughs> right. Yes. Um, another interesting note, because it's for, I, I think the 80s peaked with this movie. I'm really honest with you, Preston. It's because well, the beginning is – there's a little bit of a mixture of animation in this as well, right? Yes. And if you remember um, One Crazy Summer, also with John Cusack, also has animation just like this. Right. You know, I'm not sure if it's John Cusack thing or, or the director – I'm not exactly sure where where it's tied in. Well, I don't know. And the other thing about this is I don't think this movie could get made now with the mixture of animation and the jokes and the humor. I don't think you could make this movie now. Oh, no. No, there's no way. Yeah. Especially when you make make fun of the kids wants to commit suicide in the garage. (laughs) (laughs) Right, yeah. Sorry your mom blew up, Ricky. Yeah, or much less the uh, the two Asian guys who want to race them every day, and they they sound like Howard Cosell in the car. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, I learned a little thing about this, Preston. Actually, right. you're correct, Nick. You cannot remake that movie for for what it was, non politically correct as it was. That's what makes it so great. I have a little bit of knowledge about um, the John uh, Cassell thing. Um, the two um, Asian gentlemen who went on a race, John Cusack, and they were speaking like Howard Cassell, their voices actually got dubbed over. It's actually really uh, Rich Little doing the voices of Howard Cassell. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. And the, the two guys got so mad that they're because they practiced trying to speak like that, that eventually just got recorded over. They actually were very upset about that. Well, I'm, I'm sure whatever they got paid, the check didn't bounce. So <laughs> yeah. you upset all you want. Yeah. Go cry in a pile of money. Right. Yeah. Um, do you remember what his girlfriend's name? Well, John Cusack's character's name is Lane. Do you remember what the girlfriend's name is? Beth. Beth. Right. Played by. Everybody wants to date Beth, even the teacher. And that's another thing you you can't you can't make that movie nowadays because the teacher can't date the students. Roll but that's a, yeah. one of the things that made it funny then was that hey, can I take out Beth? <laughs> yeah, the teacher. And the the teacher is actually uh, isn't he? I think he's a geometry teacher. It's Vincent Scarelli who was actually a teacher at Fast Times High as well. That's correct. Yeah. Who also was a very frightening ghost in the movie Ghost too, but frightening, frightening ghost. <laughs> um, do you remember Beth was played by Amanda uh, Wiss? Uh, she's actually, if everybody has their '80s trivia, she's actually uh, Freddy Krueger's first victim in Nightmare. Victim in Nightmare on Elm Street, and now Nightmare on Elm Street is also Johnny Depp's first movie. Yes, yes. He got, um, well, that was back when you could have your big TV on your lap and your headphones in. And right, right. And that he also gets killed. So, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Amanda's the one, I, I don't know how, if you remember, she's the one that gets murdered when she's up on the ceiling and she's naked. That's this, that's this, uh, the Beth from this movie. Yes. Um, and then uh, Diane Franklin, 
the new would-be girlfriend in the movie. Right. Who speaks French, also was in, she was in a lot of things back then. She was also in uh, Bill and Ted's Escalant Adventure. She did this movie. And she was in a, she was in a, about a half a dozen movies back then. Right. I think, um, like, I think from the early 80s, something called, like, Last American, like, Virgin. It was very, like, a teeny, something like that, if I remember okay. Yeah, yeah, la- the last American version, 1982. So she's she was actually one of the one of the actresses in the movie that had a lot of credit prior to this movie. A lot of this, I think, this is like John Cusack's first second movie at all. This, so Diane um, Mitchell had a lot more. Diane Franklin had a lot more movies under her belt than any really any other people in the movie. Right. All right. Um. <laughs> what are some other things that are the best remember about this movie? Well, it was the car. the The car was the 1968 Camaro. Yeah, and I will tell you, and and the the people listening, um, because of this movie, my first car was a 1968 Camaro. Was it black? Not when I bought it, but it was black when I sold it. <laughs> Were you able to fix it? Absolutely. And, and my 68 Camaro got me in a lot of trouble. My dad was kill me, but no, it it, uh, it got me in a lot of trouble, but it was it was quick. Where how long did you have it for? I had it for 3 years. Really? Why did you why did you, uh, just finances you had to get sell it or what? Well, and <laughs> I uh I'm the one my dad found me found this Camaro in uh, northern Indiana in right. pieces. I'm the one who put it back together. And um, for, for any motorheads listening back in the day, it had a, uh, it had a Chevy 350 block, it had a 327 heads, had a mild cam with a rebuilt Rochester four-barrel carburetor. Um, I did that. I, that, was, that was me. That was my, my Franken engine. It had the uh, power glide transmission, which went out as soon as I got it running. So we swapped that out with a turbo three fifty cranny, three speed, and that was like a it was like a jackrabbit off the line. I could take anybody, <clears throat> I could take Corvette, anybody off the line. It Boom. sounds like it, yeah. And then, <laughs> as the years went by, <clears throat> excuse me, yeah, it just started to nickel and dime me to death. Oh. The, the structure would go out. The 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 you know the the relay, the some electrical issue. It was just like one thing or another. And then I got to the point where, okay, I want to be I want to be a uh, like a, a stingy adult, and I want to be able to turn my car on, go to work, and come back home without my car doing anything weird. <laughs> that's, a, that's a little to ask, just a little. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's a first world problem, probably. But that's what I I was like, okay, I'm done. I'm just you know, and it, my car would run great for three months, and then something else would go wrong. And it's something, you know, it was, you know, it, it literally took blood, sweat, and tears under that hood. And it was like, you know what, I'm, I'm just done. I'm just done with this until, I'm, until I get rich and I can just buy one, you know, that's all turnkey and ready to go, then I'm not doing this, you know. I say, I say that, you know, tongue in cheek because. I know how to work on cars and I know how to how to fix cars. So every every friend of mine and my own son has been like, 
hey, um, we need to change this. <laughs> I got a problem with my car. I got this. I got that. But, uh, once once you learn how to do it, you just it's just one of the, one of those things you just can't get away from. I do. I do. I kind of a. Uh, a fascination with those muscle cars, the late 60 cars, because I put it in my own comic book. So I kind of drew a lot of like GTOs, Barracudas, um, the Buick Grand Sports and everything. So, yeah. Friend of mine, friend of mine had a Buick Grand Sport. Really? God, that was a good really? mm-hmm. What year? Do you remember? He had a 69. Oh, wow. Just a year little. Well, the character in my book has a 68, just a year older than the one I drew in my book. But his his father had a little more money to spare because I think I think it was he as much as you said it was his car I think it was mostly his dad's car <laughs> right yeah yeah because when it got restored it got restored really nice like new vinyl top and brand new paint the quarter panels didn't have any rust Neos is a my Camaro had 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 the bondo in it when when you're when you can't afford the sheet metal or or you know don't know how to weld yeah. Fiberglass and bar, though. Ta-da! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you still go to car shows? I do. I do. Here in Arizona, there are... Wintertime comes, and every weekend, there's there's something happening. And plus, for, for anybody who's who's tired of Minnesota cold in January, the uh, Barrett-Jackson auto auction is here in Scottsdale in January. And you're... Uh, yeah, what a, what a time to come out and just, uh, just walk around and enjoy the warmth of the sun. Well, I think a lot of people, yeah, from up north from Minnesota, I think they just hang out in Jan- in Arizona during the winter months and just golf and hang out and look at cars. Yeah, because I, you know, for those who are retired, what what more do you want to do? Serious, <laughs> right? Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Yeah, because here in Minnesota, if you have a car and you can't take it anywhere, you just put it in storage. Just put it in storage, and then it just sits. Yes, yes. You run the oil, you run the gas down as far as you can to drain the oil, drain the, yeah, and you're like, okay, in four to six months, I'll put fluids back in you and fire you back up. Ugh, it sucks. <laughs> um, did you have, uh, did you With have your book? Is your book a comic book or a graphic novel, or what would you call it? Um, well, it is a comic book, but the proper terminology, if it's old, if it's much more pages than a regular issue comic book, then you, we will regard it as a graphic novel. So it is. So, Preston, it is a graphic novel, but I've broken up in three parts. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah. So um, it's like ten chapters. So it's 10 comic books, but I grouped them together of like three comic books in one, four in the next one, and three in the other one. Well, that's how The Walking Dead started. Yes, yes. And yeah. I I don't know. I've, I've told this story many times before, but I was at the comic book store like early 2000. I had a copy of Walking Dead number one in my hand, and I did not buy it. Wow. And those... Those Walking Dead black and white number ones sell for, well, you could buy two, you know, Camaros with that money that you you sell it for. That's right. Yeah, I had a uh, I had comics when I grew up. Um, I actually had the Amazing Spider-Man number fourteen. Oh, yeah. 
I did. I, I, I hand, hand to God. I, I had one. I had it. And I colored in it. I put crayons to the background because I didn't know what was anything. I also had, I had Spider-Man. I had the Fantastic Four. I had Richie Rich. I had Beetle Bailey. I had, I had originals of all these. Oh, wow. And they, trust me. Trust me. I, I know now. But then I was, a, I was just a little kid. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I had. Yeah, I had it. Well, I feel bad for all the people that have those old comics, but they cut out the coupon to get the x-ray glasses. So you ruined your comic book, and then you got glasses that didn't really do it. <laughs> well, and, and because because I, I treated my comics like they were just like coloring books, yeah. I have increased the value of every other comic out there. So everybody listening, you're welcome. <laughs> your comics are worth more money because I trash mine. <laughs> <laughs> so did you did you uh still collect as a when did you stop with the comic books um well i i didn't know it was a no you could continue on you're right yeah once i started riding my bike and went to from like from comics to bikes to skateboards to girls and it just kind of never went back. And then my friend, my, my first roommate, his name is Brian Robb. He lives in Indiana. He was into comics. And I thought that was a weird thing for 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 an adult. Because yeah, I, 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 I had no idea. But then he has he has a lot now. He, he probably has some that are worth some cash. If he, if he hasn't sold them for cash. But uh, no, he collected comics. I was like, wow, that's... And it took me aback, but then now it being what it is, you know, now you can get them graded and rated and sealed and everything else. So, hey, more power to you guys. Sure, sure. Um, so back to the back to the movie. I, I got a little Preston. Do you remember who played the uh, chef that hired John Cusack to work at the burger place? Yeah, the the actor who played Porky from Porky. Yes, it was Chuck Mitchell. It's actually yes, it's another reference to the his old movies. It's uh, Chuck Mitchell from the Porky. Porky. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Sitting in a sitting in a diner in uh, in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and the the, the actor who played Kiwi from that series from Porky's one, two, and three sits right next to me, and he looks right at me, and I look right at him, and he knows he knows I recognize him. <laughs> I didn't say I was all I was completely congenial, you know, completely nice. But he knew he knew I knew who he was. Was he just like in the diner like everybody else? He wasn't really promoting it. He just recognized like, him, huh? Yep. It was like I know exactly who you are. <laughs> I, I, God, that's another set of movies I just absolutely love. Did you go to the, Did you, you go to could the, not make again today? Oh God, no! That's another one you could make. Did you go to the theater to see all those Porky movies? No, I was I was a kid. Um, I had to wait till they came out on HBO. <laughs> right, yes, right. Well, if you remember Preston, um, because I was a kid too, the advertisement for Porky's movie was Porky the Pig in the newspaper. So it would say, you know, go see Porky's now show, showing here, here. And I'll go, I pointed at my parents, oh, I want to see Porky. And it's like, that's not what you're, no, you're not going to see that. <laughs> We're not seeing that movie. Sorry, Nick, not today. 
No. But I remember in the newspaper, they would advertise uh, Porky the Pig for the movie. I don't know how they got away with it. Oh, probably before Warner Brothers would, would sue anybody who used anything close to close to infringement on their on their copyright sure. Um, I want to talk about it because I think it came out in just before the movie, but here you have everybody wants some from Eddie Van Halen. Eddie Van Halen, 1984. I think that's right. Right? Does everybody want some come from 1984 or from a different album? Oh, was that was that everybody wants? Was that Diver Down or was that 1984? I think you're right. It's on Diver. It has to be on something other than 1984. I think you're right. But I would just want to bring it up because that song was not as popular until it was put on the movie, and then it became a hit. Absolutely. Back when... And what's amazing to me is these bands who actually put their, they put their music on these movies not even knowing what it would do. And you just throw... You just, oh, let's give them this movie. Let's give them this one. <laughs> And all of a sudden, the, the song is a hit, and you're like, oh, wow. Because, uh, and it's funny because um, Van Halen did this for Better Off Dead. Sammy Hagar did Over the Top for a movie called Over the Top with Sylvester Stallone, and he's a truck driver, but he also arm wrestles. Yes. For some odd reason, some, somehow in Hollywood, they said, this is a great idea. Let's fund this movie. We're going to put cameras in a, in a semi-truck and watch Sylvester Stallone drive down the road, you know, working out with his arm. Uh, do you have any younger brothers when you grew up? No, I was. I was the younger brother. Oh, you were? Okay. I found an older brother who's six years older than me. So kind of like the movie, a little bit like the movie. Well, except I wasn't I wasn't as cool as John Cusack's little brother in that movie where I could make a rock out of household items or how to pick up chicks or anything like that. Right, right. Like he he's got trashy girls in his bedroom and nobody calls him on it. Leave. Like uh, happy new year. <laughs> um, I don't. I think that was kind of a. I, I like the humor of the little brother being really nerdy and in his own little world. It, I don't think he could do that in the movie again. No, and and to my knowledge, he doesn't speak. He, he doesn't have any lines in the movie. He's just there. Oh, you're right. You're absolutely he right. Yeah. Just there as a, as a fill-in character. He just doesn't have any lines. And he darn it, what is, almost zaps John Cusack when he comes in his room with some kind of laser. Yeah, some something like that. Wait, you think this is all going to work? Zap. Oh, okay, bye. I was going to mention, uh, because you, you work uh, post office, uh, the gentleman who does the post office is not really doing a really good job, but he's also the pizza delivery guy in Fast Times at Richmond High. Did you notice that? I did notice that. Yeah. And um, I'm actually... Uh, Hold on, I gotta. Now that you've said that, all right, I gotta look that up. For I, you know, social media is is pretty amazing for what it is, I, because 
anybody anybody under the age of forty can can remember, or anybody over the age of forty can remember a uh, a little game called Six Degrees of Separation, where you're six degrees away from anybody in the world. Yep, yep, yep. Well, and then they they kind of turned it to Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon, where you're you're actually six degrees away from Kevin Bacon. Well, social media can make it to where you're one degree, like you're you can just like somebody or befriend somebody. And not that I'm 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 just Preston Gunderson. I'm just, you know I, I I work at the post office. I do stand up comedy when I when I can. But I'm actually Facebook friends with John Capelos. Really? Which the janitor from um, Breakfast Club. Yeah. And he was also in. Um, Sixteen Candles as the the guy who she married the, the old she marries, and then I'm I'm friends with um, Anthony Michael Hall, and the reason I'm friends with Anthony Michael Hall is because I imitated my look to look like Anthony Michael Hall in eighty seven, eighty eight, eighty nine, and ninety. That's a good look. All right, so that's, that has to be a good look. So but you look like Anthony Michael Hall. All through high school, <laughs> I didn't mean to, but I did. All right. So my, my Facebook are pictures of me that I look like Anthony Michael Hall. So my I've got a senior uh, a picture of me my senior year, and I'll be doggone if I'm not Farmer Fred all those years. Not trying to be good. Not trying to be good, Anthony Michael Hall. <laughs> In Sips and Candles. Da 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 da. Yeah. <laughs> so how'd you I. Um, we're going with the uh, the the postman from Better Off Dead. How does this? Does it? Do you? Is there a link? Do you follow? John does he follow you? John Capolos and him are, are good friends. They went apparently they went to uh, Second City uh, together, and that's where they learned their their comedy chops and got into the film. And that's from that spot was a leaping, you know, from a, a jumping spot into these comedies for um, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Uh, and then meeting John Hughes and John Hughes filming everything in Illinois. And it's just, it's funny how um, these films, as much as they're loved, um, there's a really close knit circle with these actors. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They all kind of, you know, they were, they were, they were all grouped together at one time and now they, you know, they're older and some have you know, gone on, but it's, uh, it's great to see them later and just remember how they were then. Do you deliver the mail much better than John does in the movie Better Off Dead? Very, very much better. I don't just drop it on the ground and go, whatever, or read people's mail and put it back in the package. Ring the door, hey, what are you doing with this big boy? What's a small kid like you doing with this big boy smut? <laughs> if you recall the movie Funny Farm with Chevy Chase. I do. Yeah, that postman is even more funnier. Than I think than John being a better off dead. Yeah. <laughs> when and and the funny thing about being a rural um, postman, yeah, is here in Arizona, uh, Phoenix, the Phoenix area is not rural anymore. What used to be out in the sticks isn't isn't like out in funny far like that movie. Oh, <laughs> but, oh not anymore. Yeah, yeah. But civilization's grown out to. Uh, to the edge of the area. You no, know, I, uh, I dot my dot my eyes and cross my T's, and, and everything is uh, is good. 
Um, I have to say, I, I like the, the gag of the garage door being uh, perpetually damaged, no matter how Dad kind of fixed it. Kind of, it's always the worrying, and you know, comedy is always about it. It's always a little bit of tragedy, but I, I love the whole bit about the garage door. I do too. Um, we had a garage door just like that with the with the wind with the uh, half bell shaped windows on the top. Yeah, but uh, we didn't we didn't have an automatic garage door opener. If you wanted a garage door open, you had to open it. And um, it took effort as a little kid. You want to get your bike out of the garage? Well, then you better learn how to open the garage door because that spring was something else. You had to get the, the garage door about a foot off the ground, and then the spring would take over. But getting the, getting that garage door up, it took almost everything you had. Uh, I have to say, I kind of did a little bit of a damage on my garage. Uh, I kind of took the car through the garage door, but I was not in high school. I was actually in college when I did that. No way. <laughs> so, so I waited a while to put the car through the garage door, at, not during high school, but after during college I did that. So, you, yeah, I mean, that's another thing I remember is uh, automatic garage doors was a luxury back then. Luxury. My dad wasn't paying for that. Nope. <laughs> Any family members listening, they know exactly what I'm talking about. (laughs) He still does not have an automatic garage door? If it came with the house, then he'll keep it. But if it breaks, I get He's not. uh, Nope. Pull the pin, I'll do it myself. Cring. So I have to ask you, outside of Better Off Dead, what are some other movies that you consider that one of your favorites? There's a movie that came out in the 80s called Drop Dead Gorgeous. Okay. I know it. And um, it didn't get a lot of play um, in the theaters or anywhere else. I, I kind of happened to find it um, by accident. It was a uh, a quick uh, nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. Okay. And it was actually, I think it's filmed in. It, you reminded me, it is filmed in Minnesota. It's filmed in Minnesota. Uh, Denise Richards, Kirsten Dunst, Amy Adams' first movie, uh, Kirstie Alley, Ellen Barkin, and Allison Janney. Just <laughs> this whole movie is and another. Uh, non-political correct movie you couldn't you could not remake this movie today if you wanted right. it revolves and, around a beauty pageant for uh, high school girls and um <laughs> there's 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 people who are dying in the movie <laughs> yeah because the uh the one mom wants her daughter to win the pageant there is there's a bunch of um ill how do i say this a bunch of uh, phrases we don't say anymore okay. about the mentally handicapped. Right. That's a nice way of phrasing it that way. I get it. Yeah. Welcome to the listeners out there. Um, there's also um, like uh, a pedophile aspect in the movie. That's not supposed to be creepy. It's just kind of funny. Anyway, it just revolves around camera crew filming this um beauty pageant and then the things that go on with this so 
it's, it's a very dark humor. I, I love it to death. I, this is another movie I own on DVD. And then, Preston, for the win, can you name another movie that you like that has the word dead in it? Oh, wow. That's a stretch, that's actually. Oh, I can't. Ah, can't. Put me on the spot. How about Death Becomes Her? You know, I wasn't a fan of that one. I know that's Bruce Willis and um, uh, right. That other yeah, Gold, Renee. Goldie Hawn are they? All right, I got. I dang it, that's too bad. We should have been. We could have been three for three. That's all right. It was, it was right. Could have <laughs> just yeah. I, I know what they were trying to do in in Death Becomes Her. Just it just missed the mark completely for me. Like uh, okay, I saw it once. I'm not gonna watch this again. But you all got paid well, with yeah. So, and then before I let you go, Preston, is there a movie from this year that you really appreciate? Well, and um, I like all the action movies. Actually, Um, the the comic, the uh, the Avengers, uh, Justice League. I'm 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 neither a DC nor Marvel. Uh, super fan. I like them both. I can I can go back one to another. Okay. Um, I, I I have total appreciation of what Stan Lee had had done for his life's work of, of creating all these superhuman people. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I like where things have gone with that. Yeah. So, uh, so this year, yeah, those those movies. I, I like action movies. I like comedies, obviously. Um, I'm not. I'm not really a romantic kind of guy. Movie. I, I, I have my own things of what I want to do with romance. And they don't involve movies. So. <laughs> well, that's all right. Um, Preston, uh, thanks for coming on and talking about your favorite movie. I really appreciate that. No, thanks for having me. Really, truly, this is a lot of fun. And. Um, Gosh, um, before we go, I just want to let everybody know, how can they find your book again? My book is on Amazon.com. It's under Preston's Friday Thoughts. You can just uh, type in the search bar those three words, Preston's Friday Thoughts on Amazon. You can get it on Kindle or you can get it on paperback. Thank you so much. Ah, and if you ever do a show up in Minnesota, I'm the first you're going to call, right? Absolutely. You will be the absolute, you and Vince will be the first people I call. Right. If I remember, I got to hold up the cue cards. That's right. And the, or the applause cards, either one, either whatever. <laughs> well, Preston, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it, man. This is a lot of fun, isn't it? Thanks. Uh, anytime. Truly. Can't save you from what you know